Davis Financial Advisors is a branch office of and securities offered through Independent Financial Group, member FINRA and SIPC. Sean Davis is a registered representative of Independent Financial Group. The interpretation and organization of these ideas are the confidential thoughts of Sean Davis and do not necessarily represent the opinions of IFG Incorporated. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, including market fluctuation, possible loss of principal value or liquidity, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment strategy will be profitable. And now, Uncommon Investments and Resources presented by Davis Financial Advisors, independent investment services for pursuing your investment goals. Here's your host, Sean Davis. Welcome to the show. You're listening to Uncommon Investments and Resources presented by Davis Financial Advisors. And I happen to be your humble host. My name is is Sean Davis. You're going to be with me for the next hour as we talk about your money, your investments. Specifically, we're going to be talking about this nervous Nelly market. Um, Are you nervous? Is the news of China and its effect on the market, is that really the effect? I mean, is that really why the markets are volatile? The real question is, how are you weathering the storm? Are you nervous? Are you concerned? Should you be? You know, we haven't seen a major correction in these markets in years. I mean, like a significant, meaningful correction. Is this the beginning of it? I'm not sure. But we think, I think, it's time to start playing a little defense with your money. As any raving NFL fan will tell you, most teams, whether it's basketball, football, soccer, win championships because they have excellent defense. And when you think about investing... It's critically important to strategize and plan for your defense as well. And today, um, I'm going to discuss 11 different strategies. You know, it's a new year, and this is the worst start to a new year in the market since, I think I heard a statistics, 1991 or something like that. So we're going to talk about playing defense and giving you 11 strategies that can help mitigate the risk of another stock market crash wiping you out 30%. 40% or more of your portfolio. And if that's of concern to you, then I think you're going to get a lot of value uh, from this show. So let me be as candid as possible right now. You and me. I want to tell you that I am concerned about the markets. And I think a lot of you um, that are listening could be in a situation where you've forgotten that the stock market doesn't always go up forever. Uh, maybe it's been, it's been a good market relatively speaking, for the last five, six, seven years. Um, And often when the market's done well for a period of time, an extended period of time, there's this thinking that this time is different. Um, It persists most of the time when a bull market has gotten to the age of four, five, or six. Um, You might be thinking, what's so urgent about being defensive? Um, You know, why, why the urgency? Some of you are up maybe 30 40% from where you were a year or two ago. Some of you might be thinking, I'm on a roll here. Everything's fine. Or some of you might be going, man, all this volatility's got me concerned. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've noticed in the last week all the pundits, all the firms, everybody talking about, is this the big crash? Is it the one you should be worried about? Here's my thought. Think about it this way. Why would you want to wait? Why would you want to risk that until the markets turn and then you start losing significant money Back in 2008, 2009, in one month, in three weeks, actually, in uh, October of 2008, I think the markets were close to a 20% sell-off in three weeks. So does it does it make sense to wait to make any changes? 
Uh, I don't think so. How much money would you have to lose before you started to think, hmm, maybe I should be doing something a bit different here? Uh, shouldn't you have a plan before things change quickly or dramatically? And um, that's what we're going to talk about today, playing a bit of defense. Uh, the time to develop a defensive strategy exactly is exactly when you think you don't need one. And I'm sure that if you're listening, a majority of you, uh, you have car insurance on the car that you're driving right now, car insurance to protect you in case you get the car stolen or have an accident, car insurance to replace the value of your car, maybe it's thirty, forty, fifty thousand or more. Yet, do you have protection for your retirement portfolio of three hundred, four hundred, five hundred thousand? Doesn't it seem a bit careless to fully protect your tangible investments like your car, but ignore your retirement or wealth portfolio completely? I mean, just do the math. If we have another 2008, 2009 scenario play out in these markets, your $300,000, $500,000 portfolio could be cut in half. That's losses of $150,000, $250,000 or more. And, and don't think that. Don't think that it can't happen. It can happen. And that's why we think it's important to play defense. And so let's first discuss a strategy that um, is what I call putting a net under your stock positions, under your equities. This first strategy uh, will allow you to stay invested in the market, yet have an exit plan, and it's uh, stop losses. Um, if you want to stay in the market, yet create kind of an artificial bottom for your portfolio, you should consider telling your broker that you want stop losses on your equity positions. Play stop losses on your positions and adhere to them. A stop is simply a determination right now order, you know, you put in the order now, that if the stock declines by a certain amount, a percentage amount or a certain dollar value, you want to sell it. You want to get out of it. So think of it, the trapeze artist and the circus, you know, they do all these flips and turns and, and they throw each other and they catch each other. And, and sometimes they have a net below them. They have that net certainly during training, you know, to protect them. If something goes wrong and they miss a hand, they miss that grasp and they fall and so a stop loss is kind of having a net below your equity positions. And it's based on the stock price that you paid. For example, let's say you buy a stock for 100 bucks a share and you want to put a 25% stop below it. What that means is if the stock falls to 75 bucks, you want out of it. You want to, so you're going to minimize your loss to 25%. Now you could say 25, 20, 15, 10. You know, for um, different equities, you might want to put different stops in because some stocks are more volatile than others. But the idea behind it is that you've predetermined your maximum loss that you're willing to take, and you've put that order in, and it stays in place on that equity until you decide to either change it or it actually gets sold, okay? The reason for using stop or stop losses is twofold. First, by limiting your losses to 10, 15, or 20%, an investor stands a chance of recovering that loss. When losses increase to 50 to 60%, it's very difficult to make that money back. For example, if you have 100,000 in investment and it goes up one year by 50% and then down the next year by 50%, how much of your original investment remains? 100,000 up 50%, down 50%. That's right. You're back only at 75000 In other words, the losses are always, always, let me say that one more time, always more corrosive and catastrophic than the gains. Second, a stop forces the investor to liquidate to cash, and the investor will be able to use that cash later 
when stock valuations become more attractive in a market sell-off. Remember, we're not trying to permanently avoid all stock market investing in this future. You're just simply trying to avoid participating in huge catastrophic losses if the market tends to shift downward. And if that makes sense to you, I got 11 ideas, 10 more ideas. We're calling it Investing with the Net. I got a white paper I'll give you if you phone us, 800-682-2806. It's a toll-free number, 800-682-2806. I've got an investor's guide called Investing with the Net, 10 Defensive Strategies to Help Protect Your Retirement Assets from a Potential Stock Market Crash. All you got to do is phone us, 800-682-2806. I thought there were 11, but I've only got 10. So nine more to discuss. Uh, I'll get to that a bit more right after the break. Sean Davis, Uncommon Investments. Just for a minute, look back a couple of years, back to March of 2009. If you remember March of 2009, then you remember that it was precisely the month that the stock market had culminated in a 50% fall in six months. Do you remember how scary that was? Do you remember that you might have been contemplating going back to work because your IRA accounts and retirement account investments were worth half as much? How much traveling did you do that year? How much financial help did you give your kids or your church? Did you feel like the world was ending and the sky was falling? We could see another crash like that again. The markets are at all-time highs, and Sean Davis and his team point out it doesn't seem like that should be the case. They don't want you to go through that again if you don't have to. Let Sean Davis give you a second opinion. Call Sean now at 1-800-682-2806. Again, that is 1-800-682-2806. Even the number says talk. Give Sean a call. Check out the website, davisfinancialadvisors.com. Welcome back to the show. Sean Davis on your radio, talking about your money, talking about your investments, talking about this crazy market that we're in right now. Are you concerned? Are you nervous that we're going to see more corrections, more volatility out of the market? I certainly am. I mean, I don't have a crystal ball, or at least mine's broke, being repaired currently. Um... But I want to talk to you candidly. I mean, I want, I want to specifically talk to you if you think that your investments are, are uh, at risk. There are some things that you can do that are very prudent, defensive moves to protect yourself in the event that what we're seeing out of this market right now, China News, beginning of the year, it's 2016, in the event that this is the beginning of something broader and bigger, there are some very easy, simple moves that you can make. And uh, we'd like to give you an example of some of them. We've got an investor's guide. It's called Investing with a Net, 10 Defensive Strategies to Help Protect Your Retirement Assets from a Potential Stock Market Crash. All you've got to do to get a copy of this is phone us, 800-682-2806. It's toll-free, 800-682-2806. My team's standing by. They're going to ask you a few brief, simple, short questions. These questions help us to, to get a snapshot of what you're doing right now financially. And then we'll send this to you today via regular uh, mail or email, whichever you prefer. Uh, all you got to do is phone us, 800-682-2806. It's an investor's guide, investing with a net, 10 defensive strategies to help protect your retirement assets from a potential market crash. All right, so moving on. You know, a lot of you have noticed that the volatility is up. Um, I've seen more and more pundits on the TV talking about selling off, going to cash. I've heard hedge funds are doing more of that. I've heard everybody's doing it. So, you know, is it prudent to get defensive? We we believe so. Um, 
And so that's one of the reasons why I talked about stop losses in that prior discussion. You're putting a net below your positions. You know, can you withstand withstand another significant market crash? Do you remember what it felt like in 0809? Now, I don't know if that's what's happening right now. I don't know if this is the beginning of that. I do think that this market is tired. I do think that the bull market is very much um, most likely running on fumes. And so as a result of that, uh, it might be important to get defensive. So one of our strategies is to potentially take some money off the table. If you're like me, then you view the current market through sometimes a a lens of gambling versus investments. In other words, doesn't it sometimes seem like there are thousands of different things that can affect the day-to-day value of the market today versus, let's say, four decades ago? For example, a tsunami can hit Japan. That affects the market. A hurricane can hit the East Coast of the United States. Yellen can talk to Congress about interest rates moving up or down. The Fed is and can chain rates um, you know, on what money they're willing to lend. A dictator can attack or threaten another country. We can have a hydrogen bomb or not go off in Korea, North Korea, that is. Uh, We can have China devalue their currency. All this stuff, housing data, manufacturing data, unemployment data, all of it moves the market. So with so many different variables out there affecting the market positively or negatively, it can often feel like gambling more than it feels like investing. The increase in the number of variables affecting the market and with advancements of technology make it more accessible, it can feel like the market doesn't have any rhyme or reason to it. I know you know what I'm talking about. So some four decades ago, investing seemed easier. Think about it. Forty years ago, you could look at a company, their business strategy, their market cap, their earnings, their management, who's leading it, and you had a pretty good idea of, of where they were headed. In my opinion, there were fewer things to jump out and surprise investors 40 years ago. So I think that the phrase, take some money off the table, is appropriate right now. I think it was originally a poker or craps analogy. And I've understood it in gambling to mean that when you're up quite a bit against the house, you should take some of those winnings and put them back in your pocket. Some people will take exactly what they brought to the casino off the table. And that psychologically means that they are playing with the house's money only. In their minds, it's free money anyhow, so the risk doesn't seem as great. Regardless of the origin, the strategy is still sound today. With the stock market up so much in the last six, seven years, it's been fairly unbridled. Isn't it time, might it not be time, to reduce your exposure? Now, here's a different analogy for you. In my opinion, staying fully invested in the market today, you know, January 2016, might be similar to you driving 120 miles an hour to get to your dentist appointment five minutes early. The risk versus the reward relationship isn't worth it right now. Sean, if I'm going to take some money off the table, is there a strategic way to do so? Well, yes, we believe so. Um, This is strategy number two. Sell your winners against your losers in your after-tax accounts. In after-tax accounts, you may feel a bit um, chagrined to sell something now that has maybe significant gains and creates an adverse tax impact on you. And that's understandable. However, you know, in the simplest of forms, how does the opposite of the strategy work? Does it make sense to lose money if the stock market corrects just to avoid the taxable gain? The loss is dollar for dollar, and the tax benefit is muted by your tax bracket. You know, said differently, to me, it doesn't make sense to lose a dollar to avoid paying 35 cents in tax. You know, I've seen many investors do exactly that, 
and end up with a lot different perspective later. In other words, they went, they wish they would have sold it, right? So undoubtedly, you have some winners and some losers in your investment portfolio. One of the ways to pare down your investment holdings is to sell stocks with substantial gains against ones that have performed poorly. For example, if you have investment positions that have gained substantially in the past few years, you could sell those positions against any one of your holdings that have lost value since you purchased them. Uh, to be clear, this is a strategy that attempts to kind of reduce your overall stock market allocation. Um, and that's what we're trying to do, reduce some risk right now in a volatile market. In any given year, you can write off your uh, uh, or offset your investment gains against losses. However, if you have more losses than you have gains, then you can only write off up to 3000 per year of your remaining losses loop moving forward. And many investors do understand that or know that already. Uh, strategy number three. Consider selling investments in your qualified retirement accounts first before you sell your after-tax accounts. Um, if you cannot reduce your overall portfolio uh, exposed to the market in your after-tax accounts because of large investment gains or resulting taxes, then you should consider uh, taking some money off the table in reducing your overall exposure in your IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, and other qualified retirement account assets. Qualified retirement accounts are tax-deferred accounts, so the tax implications of making kind of big moves in and out really don't have as much impact. This can be one of the simplest and least tax-burdening moves you can make to reduce your overall market exposure. Um, if you have investments in retirement accounts, all the growth in those accounts is deferred into the future until you start taking the withdrawals. As a result of this tax deferral, you do not pay taxes along the way on your gains. Now, to be clear, with after-tax investing, you do not pay any tax on the gains assuming you don't sell. However, this strategy is about reducing your exposure to the stock market because you're worried about the market's volatility and resulting fall, which means you want to sell. So if you sell your investments inside a 401k, traditional IRA, Roth IRA, you do not pay taxes on their gains either because everything is deferred. This is one of the reasons why it's so critically important to look at the big picture of your total investment portfolio. When you step back as an individual investor, or if you have somebody like myself, look at your portfolio. When you step back and look at the 30,000-foot view of your investment assets, some investments will become the obvious best place for change while you might want to sit tight on other assets. You know, But you got to look at the big picture. Now, Sean, what do I do if I don't want to get out of the market all at once? Well, that's a great question. This is strategy number four, um, reverse dollar cost average. You know, dollar cost averaging is systematic investing. You know, each month, a specific amount, buying a specific stock or myriad of stocks, etc. Reverse dollar cost averaging is the opposite. It's selling a specific amount each and every month. It takes the emotion out of it. It's a specific strategy to sell specific amounts over a certain period of time. So let's say that you decide that you want to take off 20% of your portfolio. You know, that's what you want to reduce, volatility. You want to take that off, but yet you don't want to do it all at once. And so let's say you want to do that over the next, uh, you know, uh, or let's say 30% over the next six months. What you would do is systematically sell off 5% a month, you know, that you would get out at a specific date, beginning of the month, end of the month, middle of the month, whatever, that you'd sell those assets and not be caught up in emotion, not be caught up in whatever the market's doing, but systematically kind of pare down your portfolio. Now, you could do that over a month, you could do it over six months, you could do it over a year, you know, whatever your, your pace or scale, but obviously the more urgent the concern, the more pressing the volatility, 
the more uh, movement the market's making, then sometimes you might want to accelerate that. But if you if you take the emotion out of it and do it systematically, I think that that's a better approach to kind of staged or staggered um, liquidity and taking some money off the table. And and the market's volatile, and and we get that, and that's going to create some emotions. But I think if you apply logic and a plan to it, that's the best way to kind of uh, make sure you're not making emotional decisions. And if any of this is making any sense to you whatsoever, then I'd encourage you to get our latest investor's guide. It's called Investing with the Net, 10 Defensive Strategies to Help Protect Your Retirement Assets from a Potential Stock Market Crash. And you can get it by phoning 800-682-2806. My team standing by. They're going to ask you a few brief, simple, short questions. These questions help to give us kind of a snapshot of what you're doing right now. Um, helps us to get an, an understanding. Give us that 30,000-foot view for your benefit and then uh, once we've gotten the answer to those questions, we'll email this to you today if you provide an email address or send it out via regular mail um, either way, but we will send it to you. And we think it's a pretty informative guide. I think it's one of 26 pages or so, and it's called Investing with the Net, 10 Defensive Strategies to Help Protect Your Retirement Assets from a t- Potential Stock Market Crash. And all you got to do is phone us at 800-682-2806. Now, additionally, we'll offer you an opportunity to sit down with us one-on-one Maybe get a second opinion. Maybe get an uncommon perspective on what you're doing. Uh, There is no one company or one person out there that has a lock on all the great ideas. So we can be a resource to investors to get a different perspective. We'd love to sit down with you individually as well. So you can get that again, 800-682-2806. All right, when I come back, more on how to address the risk of a market crash, what you can do, portfolio moves. Sean Davis, Uncommon Investments. Sean Davis and his team fear that some of you listening may have become complacent about protecting your portfolio from another crash. Sean says he hears so many people say it isn't going to happen again. This time is different, right? You know, everyone said that before the tech bubble burst in 2000. And everyone was saying it before the big correction in 2008 and 2009. It just doesn't make sense to wait until the market's turn and you lose money to develop a plan or to get defensive. If you are honest, you probably don't know why the stock market is up so much, but you like that it is. Maybe it can go up a bit more. Maybe it will. And maybe you won't get disabled, and maybe you won't get sick. But that doesn't stop most people from buying insurance. You buy it when you don't need it so that you have it when it counts. Sean Davis thinks you should do the same with your investment portfolio. Let him give you a second opinion. Call Sean now at 1-800-682-2806. Again, that is 800-682-2806. If you think outside the box, you'll love this. Here's Sean Davis. Welcome back to the show. Sean Davis on your radio. Talking about your money, your retirement accounts, your investments, all things financial, of course, all things defensive today. (laughs) I usually say uncommon, but now we're talking about defensive. Um, why am I talking about defensive? Well, because I think it's important to discuss defense when you're investing. And uh, if you agree with me, I've got a couple things I'm going to give you right now if you call 800-682-2806. I've got our latest investor's guide. It's called Investing with a Net. I love that title, Investing with a Net, kind of like a trapeze artist. Ten defensive strategies to help protect your retirement assets from a potential market crash. That's yours, 21 pages, free of charge, if you call us at 800 800- Six eight two two eight zero six. All right, moving on. I've been talking about playing defense with your investment portfolio. Why would you want to know how to play defense with your investments? Because the stock market does not always go straight up forever. 
The time that you want to explore more defensive strategies is exactly when you feel like you don't need to. Do you wait until you're in an accident before you buy car insurance? Do you wait until you're sick to buy disability insurance? No, you buy those things before you need them. And it also makes complete sense that you would explore or want to explore defensive strategies with your investments before the market's correct. Why would you want to start losing money before you have a plan? So let me get into defensive strategy number six. Consider buying an index annuity. I know, I know. Hold on. I was told by my father when I was young to never talk about politics or religion in a room full of strangers. According to him, those subjects were or had the potential to light a powder keg of passion and presumably get you into trouble if you weren't looking for trouble. I think he forgot to mention a third subject to avoid. Annuities. Annuities seem to strike a chord with people. Some people love them and some people hate them. Uh, Say what you will about them. They are one investment that gets people talking. If you do a Google search on annuities, you'll find probably 5,000 pages telling you should stay away. You might also find 5,000 pages telling you why they might be perfect for you. As a rule, I don't love annuities or hate them. They are a tool within a larger toolbox of resources. I do think that they are oversold. In other words, I found that a lot of people own them that probably should have been informed that there were other investments available outside of the annuity realm that might have helped them accomplish what they were seeking to do. This might have something to do with the fact that annuities are some of the highest commission investment products out there and that insurance people can represent them. This can create a conflict of interest, if you know what I mean. Let's start with the basics, though. Annuities come in two types, fixed or variable. With a fixed annuity, the insurance company guarantees both the rate of return and the payout. As its name implies, a variable annuity, uh, its rate of return is not stable, but varies with the performance of the stock, bond, or money market accounts that you choose. There is no guarantee that you'll earn any return on your investment, and there's a risk that you could lose money. Unlike fixed contracts, variable annuities are securities registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. What is an indexed annuity? Indexed annuities are a complex financial instrument that have characteristics of both fixed and variable annuities. Their return varies more than fixed annuities, but much less than a variable one. So equity index annuities give you more risk, but more potential return than a fixed annuity, but less risk and less potential return than a variable annuity, (laughs) if you could follow all that. Stated simply, they generally look and act like a fixed annuity, even though they're linked to a broader market. In other words, you can participate in some of the growth of the stock market without fear of big losses like a traditional stock market investor. So if you're an investor that likes more protection surrounding your investment, then you might be a good candidate to consider an annuity. If you're a stock market purist, then you'll most likely not find annuities to be very attractive. Equity index annuities offer a minimum guaranteed interest rate combined with interest rates linked to a market index. Because of the guaranteed interest rate, equity index annuities have less market risk than variable ones. So that's something to consider. Strategy number seven, diversify. Diversify. Seems simple, right? Don't have all your eggs in one basket. Well, I say don't have all your baskets in the same truck. I don't think it's easy to get investment diversification in the stock market-only portfolio. Why? Because too much of the traditional equities market is positively correlated. In other words, the stock market tends to move with the stock market. Think about it for a second. Did all of your investments in the stock market fall back in 2008, 2009 when the market fell? Have they pretty much come back up with the rest of the market since then? So if they all pretty much went down with the market and they all pretty much came back up with the rest of the market, how, how, how is that diversification? See, the concept of diversification is that the investments don't move together. Let me say that again. The investments don't move together. Using all 
your eggs in one basket analogy, the concept is if you drop the basket, all your eggs break. Well, from a financial perspective, if all your eggs are in the same market basket and it falls again, how will that affect your ability to stay retired? Let's use a common object as a visual, just for a second. Most chairs are very strong because they have four legs. Their function is to hold weight without falling over. Chairs have had the same design for centuries because the design works. Sure, the chair can fall over, but it's pretty stable. We can use this common item, a chair, as a visual tool for an investment strategy. Of course, investment is more complicated than a chair, but just follow my lead here. Imagine a chair that has many legs, a whole bunch. Imagine each leg represents an investment option, but there's one rule for this illustration. No two of the legs of the investment can move the same direction under the same stimulus. See, the sturdiest chair would be one with 8, 10, 12, or 15 legs, each leg representing a different strength, different position or structure, and a different way that it's weak from the others. If your investment chair had 15 completely different legs, that would mean each leg would represent a little over 6% of the total. Surely, such a chair would be sturdier than one with three legs. Diversification can be like that. By dispersing investments into broader array options, thereby minimizing the correlation between them, the likeliness that they're going to move together, an investor can encourage diversification in their portfolio. If positive correlation is reduced, if the likelihood that they're all going to move together, if that's reduced, each investment is unlikely to function like the others. This, creating multiple of this dynamic, multiple legs, widens the base of your overall portfolio. How many legs do you have on your financial chair right now? In my analogy, the stock market would be one big fat leg itself. Bonds might be another big fat leg themselves. So how many legs do you have to your chair? A little or a lot? Do you have five, 10? Do you want 15 or more? That's precisely why you should consider sitting down with us and precisely why you should call me right now. I'm going to give you two things if you phone. Here's the number. Write it down. Call it now. Save it. 800-682-2806. I'm going to give you two things if you call me right now. 800-682-2806. I'm going to give you our latest investor's guide. It's called Investing with a Net. I love the title. 10 Defensive Strategies to Help Protect Your Retirement Assets from a Potential Stock Market Crash. That's yours if you call us. If you phone 800-682-2806, my team's standing by. They're going to ask you a few brief, simple questions. Once they get the answer to these questions, they'll send this information out to you today via regular mail or email, whichever you prefer. Again, 800-682-2806. Okay, in a little over four minutes, I'm going to talk about some critical questions you should be asking your financial advisor right now. My name's Sean Davis, Uncommon Investments. Sean Davis has been talking about defense at precisely the time that everything feels great. Sean had Harry Dent on the show last week talking about five to 6,000 on the Dow. Sean doesn't know if that's going to happen or not. But what if the market falls by that much? What if it goes from 17,000 to 12,000? How would that affect you? Could you retire when you wanted to retire? Or could you stay retired if you had retired in the last year or two? You see, Sean's team believes diversification is more than just stocks and bonds. Sean Davis also believes the precise time to get defensive is exactly when you don't think you need to play defense. They don't claim to have all the answers, but will bet you find their story compelling and strategic. You will not know unless you come sit down with them. Let Sean's team give you a second opinion. Call them now at 1-800-682-2806. Again, that is 1-800-682-2806. Welcome back to the show. Sean Davis on 
your radio. Talking about your money, your retirement accounts, your investments, all things financial, of course, all things uncommon, as always. And you've caught me talking about playing defense with your portfolio. Stock market's at all-time highs. Buy low, sell high. you got to have a defensive strategy. And uh, that's why we're chatting about it. So if you'd like to get our latest investor's guide, it's called Investing with a Net. Love it. Great information. Never had this information. I've presented this way before. Ten defensive strategies to help protect your retirement assets from a potential stock market crash. Think of it as trying to insure your portfolio. You have car insurance on your car. You have health insurance. You have disability insurance. You might have long-term care insurance. But how many of you have insured or tried to protect your investment portfolio after this market's had a five-year run-up, right? So it makes sense. So that's yours if you call us at 800-682-2806. All right, strategy number nine. I've jumped around all show here, and I apologize for that. My dad says I'm long-winded. Long-winded. Is that what he says? Yeah. Some people say I pontificate. I I, I don't know. Whatever you call it, I'm running behind. So uh, number nine, get a second opinion because not all financial advisors have the same resources. This is important. See, most financial advisors are limited on what they can offer their clients. If you have an advisor that's affiliated with a large insurance company, then more than likely the answer to all your financial goals and concerns is going to be some sort of an insurance product. If you have an advisor that is affiliated with a large stock brokerage firm, then the answer to all your financial goals and concerns will more than likely be investments in the market. Maybe one of these investments or either of them are right for you, maybe not. When the big firms have 300 of their own mutual funds to offer, do you see that there might be a conflict of interest or a bias with their objectivity? Who your advisor is affiliated with has a lot to do with their recommendations. At Davis Financial Advisors, we think that your financial advisor should be able to represent insurance, the stock market, or alternative investments outside the stock market so they can determine which ones are best to help you accomplish your financial goals or address your financial concerns. One of our philosophies, for example, Davis Financial Advisors, is we think diversification is more than just stocks and bonds. That's one of the critical pillars of our belief. We think diversification is more than just stocks and bonds. If the stock market doesn't make sense right now, we're going to tell you that. See, early in the show, I mentioned that many, many people, including me, I'm a stockbroker, feel like investing today feels a bit more like gambling than investing. I mentioned that there are just too many variables that can influence the market today, and as a result, it can feel more like a game of chance than a game of strategy. If you agree with me, then let's take the analogy a bit further. If it's more like gambling today, then how do the entities that benefit from gambling make money? I mean, simply stated, how does a casino make money? Do they make money when you quit gambling? No, they only make money if you continue to gamble. You have to stay at the table or the slot machines. They will never suggest that it's a bad day to gamble, and they will never suggest that there's any good reason to quit gambling. If you were up and made money gambling, and you've won money, they say, lady luck or momentum's on your side. You better keep going while you're hot. If you're losing money and down, they say, don't leave now. The only way you can make up your losses is if you stay at the table. They never want you to quit gambling. Unfortunately, a lot of my industry suggests the same things to investors. They say things like, don't sell now. You'll lock in your losses. They'll say things like, this is a momentum market. Stay invested. Or if you lose money, it's only a paper loss. Look, you're making money in the stock market. It's way up. You should be investing more. That is just like the casino suggesting that you double down. It's just plain common sense that sometimes you just need to walk away from the table. The people that never walk away from the table most likely never had an exit strategy. They never had a plan for when they should quit. Is that you? Ask yourself that question. Is that you? Does it make sense to start losing money before you have a defensive strategy? 
doesn't it make sense, just like you buy car insurance, health insurance, disability insurance, long-term care insurance, doesn't it make sense to insure or indemnify yourself or protect against losses? This is one of the most overlooked portfolio strategies or attributes, and it's one of the reasons why I'm doing the show today. And I think you should be educated on defense, and I think you should have a plan. I'm just saying. All right, moving on. Strategy number 10. Ask questions. Specifically, if you're working with an advisor now, ask your advisor the following questions to ascertain. Now, I've got all of these in my, in my latest investor's guide, so don't, don't worry about remembering them. But I just want you to think about the questions I'm about to ask. And the thing that I want you to think about is, are my questions reasonable? And wouldn't you want your advisor to know the answers or have answers? So we're going to ask these questions to ascertain whether there's bias in the advice that you've been given and whether or not they have a plan, your advisor. Now, this if you're managing your own money, you got to ask yourself these questions. But if you have an advisor or a stockbroker, ask some of these questions. So here we go. Are you comfortable with our current investment strategy given the stock market's at all-time highs? There's been recent volatility. If so, why? If not, what's your plan? Is our current investment strategy dependent on a stock market being good? In other words, do we only make money if the stock market is up? What happens to my investments if there is a significant fall in the stock market again? How are you planning to address this risk if the markets do fall again? Everyone is talking about the recent market volatility being emotional, reaction to current news. If the markets react to emotion, what's your plan for future emotion that will come as we address our nation's financial future? How is our plan affected by world bad news in the future? How many of my investments move together? This is a great question. How many of my investments move together? In other words, if there is a big market fall, do all of my investments move together? Did all of my investments move together when everything fell in 2008, 2009? Did they all come back up in the last few years with the rest of the market? If they all pretty much went down together and all pretty much came back up together, how is that diversification? What is your plan to address inflation risk? Do you have any investments that don't move with the stock market? Wow, what a question. Do you have any investments that don't move with the stock market? Do you represent any investments tied to real assets as opposed to paper assets? Did you suggest to your clients that they get out of the stock market when it was at an all-time high in 2008? When it fell 50% over the next six months between October of 2008 and March of 2009, did you suggest to your clients to get out then? And if you didn't suggest to your clients to get out at an all-time high and you didn't suggest to get out at an all-time low, then what qualifies as a reason to get out of the market? Or is it like the casinos? We just stay there forever. Do you only realize some sort of compensation from me if I stay in the stock or bond markets? Do you still receive compensation if I sell everything and stay in cash? I think those are reasonable questions. And I think whoever's helping you manage your money should have answers to those questions. Rest assured, we at our firm, I, Sean Davis at Davis Financial Advisors, we have answers to all of those questions. And that's one of the reasons why I think you should be educated. All of those questions are in our latest materials. I've got an investor's guide, Investing with a Net, 10 Defensive strategies to help protect your retirement assets from a potential stock market crash. Those questions are in there, so that's yours. All you got to do is call us, 800-682-2806. This is your money. You're paying for the lessons. We think diversification is more than just stocks and bonds, and if you agree with that, call 800 
682-2806. My team's standing by to ask a few brief, simple questions. We'll get this information out to you today via email or send it out to your regular mail, whichever you prefer. Rest assured, my name's Sean Davis. I will be back here same time, same place next week to talk more about your money. This has been Uncommon Investments and Resources. Have a great week. Different types of investing involve varying degrees of risk, including market fluctuation, possible loss of principal value, or liquidity. There can be no assurance that any investment strategy will be profitable. Well, Sean Davis's show is now over. He hopes that you felt that those questions asked were reasonable questions. Shouldn't whoever is handling your money have answers to questions like that? And if they don't, how confident are you that they can help you strategically navigate what might lie ahead? Imagine investing in a way that what the stock market does up or down, what it does is fairly irrelevant to how your investments perform. Imagine what a difference that might make to your worry. Doesn't it feel a bit scary to rely completely on the stock market going up indefinitely to stay retired? One month I can stay retired, the next month maybe not. It doesn't have to work that way. Sean doesn't think he has all the answers, but does think what his team is doing is more diversified and strategic than what most people are doing today. This is your money. Be proactive and learn about what else is out there in the investment world. Let Sean Davis give you a second opinion. Call him now at 1-800-682-2806. Again, that is 1-800-682-2806.